You know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a fraction of what they really have? The streaming service actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only about 6,000 of those are available in the good old US of A. That means you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows. Unless, of course, you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location, protecting your devices from unwanted snooping and allowing you to control where streaming services and other websites think you're located. There are over 100 different locations to choose from, which means you have access to thousands of new shows and movies no matter where you live. This doesn't just work with Netflix, it works with Disney+, Hulu, Max, a UK streamer called BBC iPlayer, and more. I was on a work trip in the UK during the final season of Game of Thrones, and I tried logging into my HBO account to watch a new episode, but the technology wouldn't let me because of geoblocking. And I wish I had this app at that moment, because I now realize how incredibly easy it is to work around that problem. Here's a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not streaming on Netflix in the US, but I just fired up the episode where Dennis tries to have a peaceful mental health day, and technology keeps interrupting his plans. All I had to do was open ExpressVPN, connect to a UK server, refresh Netflix, and the show just popped up. It's super easy. I've also heard good things about that show called Billions, but I've never been a Showtime subscriber, so I've never seen it. But it's actually available right now on Netflix in South Korea, and with ExpressVPN, it took five seconds to switch over and start checking it out. With ExpressVPN, you get high-quality streaming from devices like your phone, laptop, tablet, and TV, and crucially, it protects your privacy and security to keep your information safe from hackers. Stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you all three extra months free when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash slash film. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slash film to get three extra months completely free. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash film daily. Hey, everybody. Peter Soretta here. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up that there is some strong language used in this episode of the podcast. That's not very typical for us, but there's some stories that involve the strong language and the strong language came out. So if you're listening with little ones around, maybe maybe skip this episode. But here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the latest film and TV news and talk about Willow, which is out on Disney Plus today. This is Slash Film Editorial Director Peter Soretta, and I am joined today by Slash Film Editor Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. So, Brad, uh, we have both seen the first two episodes of Willow. We have not seen any further, and if you go to your Disney Plus app, and you have paid for the service, you will see that you could see both of those episodes as well. But uh, I saw them last night at the premiere in Westwood in, in California. 
and uh which is actually kind of interesting the the uh the showrunner uh uh john kasdan he first saw willow on opening weekend at that theater so it was cool that they did the premiere there uh but Brad, uh, you know, let's do a, a brief water cooler, like you know, spoiler free. What did you think of the first two episodes? Uh, I really like them, actually. You know, I'm uh, I didn't grow up with Willow. I actually only watched Willow uh, within the past year for the first time, and uh, I think it's a kind of movie that you definitely have a reverence for if you grew up with it. Kind of like uh, the Princess Bride or, or or Labyrinth or Dark Crystal. This kind of fits in that same. Uh, wheelhouse uh, but it has its, its fans for sure and it's coming along at a time when like fantasy is riding a really big wave right now thanks to uh, shows like Game of Thrones and uh, Lord of the Rings Rings of Power uh, and I, I actually I think that I enjoy what I've seen from the show so far uh, more than the movie uh, the movie has like this kind uh, really? yeah because it's it, it kind of has this modern fantasy vibe about it uh, it, it reminds me of a Knight's Tale in a way with the, the way the, the humor is portrayed and how the characters uh, carry themselves and talk to each other. It feels like it's a little bit more relaxed, a little more loose. Um, and I'm really like that. So far. And there's also some modern rock music. I'm not even joking. There actually is some modern rock music in the score. Most. Well, I mean, kind of. It's like there, there are there are flares of like contemporary music touches as opposed to just the score. But like they keep the. Um, like the the actual rock songs to the credit sequences, but I I, yeah. I, I do hope uh, that they will incorporate uh, like rock songs that uh, like actual songs, not just orchestral uh, cues into the the show later on. Because I think that would be very cool. That's actually one thing that I really loved about A Knight's Tale, and I wish more fantasy movies and stuff like that would take cues from that because it's it's very cool to combine contemporary music with uh that kind of, of genre but uh, i think the ensemble cast is great um you know uh aaron kellerman proves to be uh you know a, a great young uh young star i also uh really like the guy who is uh taking the essentially the mad martigan role since mad martigan isn't around anymore uh, amar chata patel as borman he is hilarious and he's he's a great character i love him uh, Ruby Cruz is, is cool as a kid, and you know, of course, Warwick Davis, you know, is is great as Willow too. Um, I yeah, I'm very interested to see where uh, the story goes, and because there's there's so much I've seen in the advertising uh, on TV that like I haven't seen yet, like the full on magic stuff and you know dueling and all that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm excited to really get into uh, to that part of the story. Yeah, uh, I haven't rewatched this film since childhood. I remember loving it as a child. Uh, I had intended to watch it. Uh, before we went to this premiere because Kitra had never seen this movie. So oh, wow. it, was, it was actually interesting that she saw this without seeing the original Willow. And I will tell tell you, it, it played fine for her. That's good. Uh, yeah. So uh, if I'm not going to suggest that you watch it that way, but uh, I, I think they, they kind of have a recap at the beginning, at least at my premiere. Is, is that in the episode where they kind of like? Yeah, they do. Through? Yeah, yeah, they they do like a little thing of like just the background of like what happened in the movie and give you give you the the fine points that you need to know. Yeah, no, I, I this was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. I'll be honest with you, the the trailers did not do that much for me. I was kind of, uh, I'm not a big fan of modern fantasy. I'm I'm one of those people that is not like obsessed with Game of Thrones, and you know, so I'm, it, I was just thinking that this might not be for me, despite loving Willow as a kid. But uh, I was really pulled into this this show, especially in the second episode. So I'd say if you watch it, definitely watch through the second episode because that's when like stuff really 
happens with uh i mean the main character i mean the the, the uh, title character willow who is of course warwick davis and i think he's amazing like why is warwick davis not in more things i don't know i, I mean I, I i know like it's I don't know. I, I feel like he was typecast in like the 80s as like, you know, either like an Ewok or, you know. Uh, I think, I mean, it, it really comes down, I think, to that stigma of like there aren't a lot of movies that are about, uh, you know, little, uh, little people. And yeah. I think that that's a problem for him because like no one ever thinks to cast someone like Warwick Davis in a, in a role, you know, that would be able to easily utilize him and doesn't require him to simply be present as, as a little person, you know, like it feels like they, they, they only get roles uh, when it requires their, their, you know, their stature, which is really frustrating. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I hope he gets cast in more stuff. Uh, he's just so great in this. And um, I did like the guy that's uh, basically playing the, the Val Kilmer role. Uh, I'll say some of the other new cast, I'm not so keen on the, um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll grow on me. Uh, the visual of it, it feels like a TV show is, I guess, my biggest criticism criticism of this is it, it feels really low budget. I mean, it has like big locations. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't think that the VFX looked uh, bad or anything like that, but I definitely appreciate the uh the on location stuff like you yeah. the, the landscapes and everything like everything feels very real it doesn't feel like it a lot of this was created you know in post-production yeah but uh you can tell that this show was made with love there's reverence to the original and uh i don't know it, it, it I'm, it's gonna be something i'm gonna be watching week to week even though we won't, we probably won't be discussing it here on the podcast maybe we'll do a recap you know what we'll probably do maybe we'll try to convince brian to come on and we'll do a spoiler discussion of the entire series once it, once it's over, because I'm not sure that this one requires like the episode by episode breakdown. Um, but I, I maybe, think it would maybe be we cool can check in every few episodes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait. Was there anything else I wanted to say about the Willow? Uh, no, I, I'm I'm just totally in. By the way, the 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 poster art for Willow is incredible. I don't know who did that. If if that's the um. The guy that did the Stranger Things posters, Kyle, I forget his name, or if it's Paul Shipper, it's definitely like a Drew Struzan kind of style to it. Uh, very colorful. I, I just love it. Anyways, I'm, I'm staring at it right now. I'm like, uh, that, that is some badass cons- uh, poster art. I feel like we don't get that much these days. True. Okay. Uh, you know, sticking on the Lucasfilm theme, today's news episode is. is it's mostly Lucasfilm projects. Uh, let's start off with Andor. Uh, we learned this week that Andor... Well, actually, I think we talked about it on the podcast that they had the first uh, use of the S-word. You can say shit, Star- Peter. You can say shit. S-word? <laughs> I'm talking about sewer. No, uh, yeah. The the first use of shit in, in Star Wars history... And we talked about that on the podcast uh, when we were doing the breakdowns, but apparently they had they had plans to actually go even bigger than that. So it was learned uh, there's actor Denise Go who uh, plays Dedra Miro, the um, ISB agent. Uh, she had an interview with Empire Magazine where she uh, talks about filming. Uh, scene in the the finale on Ferrix, which had this message from, I guess, slight spoilers for 
for Andor's finale, but I don't think this spoils anything. Uh, but there's a message from Marva uh, in that episode. And uh, during that, uh, I'm going to read her quote here. Um, uh, Fiona's voice was all over us, Go says, recalling the finale's uh, fire and fury funeral mon- uh, monologue from Ferrick's formidable matriarch. Wow, the writer of this. Lots of alliteration there. Yeah, Empire. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, except at the end, she didn't say fight the Empire. She said, fuck the Empire, <laughs> which we were all really excited about, uh, but we weren't allowed to keep it, obviously. so Such a bummer. Yeah, uh, she doesn't say why. She doesn't say that Disney, like, you know, said that they couldn't do it. I or, think we or, all know the reason why. <laughs> It was Bob Shapak, and that's why he got if, fired. If Disney Plus wouldn't allow the F-bomb from Adventures in Babysitting, they're certainly not going to allow it in their most valuable current franchise. Yeah. <laughs> or one yeah. of them, anyway. I'm sure Marvel may, may be a little bit more valuable at this point. But What would you – like, what if they had done it, but they had bleeped it? No, that would have been worse. That would have taken you right worse. out of it, and it would have been like, oh, you guys are lame. <laughs> what do you think about the F-word in Star Wars? Do you think – like – could be there i think it would have been cool i think maybe because star wars is always supposed to be like for a pg-13 audience it might have it might have been one step too far and i'm sure disney probably would have gotten uh letters from all of the the familiar people who love complaining about stuff um yeah i i would have liked it but i i do understand why they why they didn't do it um yeah i feel like we'll probably never hear an f-bomb in star wars <laughs> i i agree with you but i do think it would probably work better on in, in the film medium but i guess now all the films end up on disney plus and disney plus doesn't want to have the, the f-bomb yeah so yeah i guess uh it's, it's gonna be sadly f-bomb free uh for the foreseeable future at least but I don't know. I, I think it would have been. I think the problem with strong language is that it gets overused. Um, that you, you tend to like, and I feel like if you could savor that for like that moment, it could have been a really powerful punctuation to that scene. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about today is. Rogue One writer Gary Whitta and uh, Chris Weitz apparently had an idea for an unmade Star Wars TV show. So this was tweeted out by Gary, who uh, I guess in light of Andor and, you know, all the people saying how great Andor is, he he, he uh, tweeted out an idea that he had years ago. My Rogue One co-writer, Chris Weitz, and I had a cool idea for a TV show about the Mossad rebel team hunting down imperial war criminals who fled and disappeared after the fall of the empire could have been a cool bookend to rogue one we never did anything with it though unquote brad would you have liked to seen this show uh yeah of course you know i i I think it would have been cool i think it would have been interesting i feel like uh, you know, maybe Andor is starting to fill that that gap a little bit, and you know, like I, I don't think that we're going to be missing a lot by uh, not getting it now. You know, it would. Um, I, I like the concept, but yeah, I, I feel like Andor is probably coming pretty close to what this series would have been. I think. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right on that. I think Andor kind of scratches the same itch, even though it takes place earlier in the timeline. But I don't know. It, it sounds cool, but it also. 
a lot of Gary Witta's ideas. Like he's a great idea person. And I feel like usually in execution, it, it falls apart. Rogue One was not one of those that fell apart. But Rogue One was obviously uh, great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, there could be a book written about all the 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 uh, Star Wars ideas that never happened. Um, and I would love to read that book. So someone go out and write that book because I'd like to read it. But okay, so it's a shorter episode today. Actually, Brad, if you've been doing anything lately, is there anything that you've been? Uh, I know you just did a water cooler yesterday, so there's probably nothing since yesterday you watched. But it, have you have you been up to anything? Uh, no. <laughs> did you see that Subway is coming out with these long cookies? I did see that, and that sounds bonkers to me. Uh. Thankfully, they're not, they're only in very limited uh, markets, so I won't be able to I won't be tempted to try and get one to try out. Uh, but actually, on a similar note, one thing I, I will mention that did get announced today that people might be interested in, and uh, I'll be writing a post on Slash from about it, is that HelloFresh is teaming up with Warner Brothers to sell uh, Buddy the Elf spaghetti meal kits, where you get spaghetti and a bunch of chocolate and sweet stuff to mix with it so that you can eat what? the... Yeah, so you can eat the spaghetti like uh, Will Ferrell does in Elf. Um, they, they're going to go on sale on December 5th at 12.25 p.m. Eastern, literally Christmas time. Uh, and they're 15 bucks each, and they, they have enough for two servings. So if you've ever wanted to... Make your own spaghetti with chocolate sauce and chocolate pieces and broken up chocolate pastries and and candy and syrup and all that stuff. Uh, you will get your chance if you want to. <laughs> this sounds like a horrible idea, Brad. It does, uh, but I I I uh, if I get one, I might do a video posting about it. Maybe maybe we'll see. I don't know, but it's it's probably gonna be pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know on the water cooler, Brad. You usually talk about all this like junk food and all all these like uh, special new seasonal flavors of things. I'm not sure if people know you actually have an Instagram account. I do. I haven't mentioned it in a while. It's uh it's at look at Brad's junk, uh, and it's on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm always posting about new soft drinks, uh, chips, cookies, snack food, fast food. Uh, all, all that kind of stuff, a, b- a bunch of different snacks. There's a lot of seasonal stuff happening right now since it's Christmas time. So, uh, yeah, feel free to check that out on Instagram at look at Brad's junk. Brad, if you, if you get that spaghetti, I want to v- see a video, a video reaction and review of you eating that spaghetti. Yeah, that's what I would like to do. I would like to do a video of just of having it already prepared and then just diving in with my hands and just experiencing what will likely be a strange combination of flavors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Also, one thing I wanted to mention that I've been up to lately, uh, because we, we, we there just really isn't a lot of movie news going on right now. Uh, but like over the Thanksgiving holiday, one of the things that I got sucked into is this AI art. Have you looked at AI art? Do you know anything about AI art? Yeah, I've seen some of this. I've, I've messed with the um, uh, the 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 Salvador Dali like one that's like freed it for everybody. But like, oh yeah, I want to try the ones where like it's like you have to like get invited to try it or something like that because th- those ones seem like they produce really cool stuff. Is that, that's what you got access to recently, right? Yeah, Mid Journey is the one I'm using. Uh, but it, it, it's really interesting because it it can. So first of all, for those of people that don't know what this is, is there's now computers, artificial intelligence that has looked at all the art and, you know, the internet and everything. And you can now describe something to it. It it will create a piece of art or even like sometimes it looks almost photo real. 
of what you describe. And it's not like it's taking things from different pieces that have been created. It, it literally is creating, it's kind of like, like, uh, you know, if I was an artist and I saw a bunch of art around me and I, you know, I was inspired on those art, but I'm not like taking pieces of those art. I'm like creating wholly original, but based off uh, my inspirations of everything around me. So, uh, but the the hard thing is, and some of the art that you can create with this is incredible. Like it like is insane. I, I've seen some filmmakers that have been using uh, this for pitches to studios because they're able to create, you know, good looking concept art for like a pitch for a movie or TV show in, you know, I want to say seconds because it, the, the, the interesting thing about this, Brad is, uh, turns out communicating your idea to a computer is not the simplest thing ever. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. The computer takes what you want it to, it's hard to like maneuver what, uh, they call it a prompt, what you're, what you're putting in. It's, it's hard to, to turn that into exactly what you want it is. So it, it's kind of a game of, uh, you know, what, what do I put in and how do I get it to be what comes out of it? Um, but you can like, you know, I've been doing a lot of art of my, my two dogs. Like, you know, you can make them look like they're in a Pixar film. You can make them. I saw those, know. the two ones that you did where uh, they have lightsabers Oh yeah, that Kitra actually did those ones. Yeah, it made, made Pixel look badass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 insane, and like it just makes me think: what is the implications of this for movies and TV, and like what we're doing? Of course, there's the implications of you know what I said, like filmmakers using this to pitch stuff because they don't have to you know uh, have an artist work for you know months and months to create a you know four pieces of concept art for a pitch they can you know more easily translate their ideas into something that's workable to pitch with now of course a filmmaker we don't want to put artists out of work filmmakers still to get what his specific vision will need to hire an actual artist to create stuff so i, I don't think like this is gonna uh put people out of work but the thing i'm interested in is like in 10 years am i gonna be able to be like create a Pixar short film starring my French bulldog pixel. And it's about this. And then like, you know, five minutes later I get to watch the short film that I, you know, fed into it. I mean, potentially I, you know, I think that there's probably some more complicated working pieces to making like a short film than there is to creating an image because like with a, a short film, like you, you have, you have moving images and you have dialogue, yeah. uh, you know, you have music, you have all these things that kind of require like, attention and like where to place them and stuff like that and i don't i I, as i mean i won't say never but i just i i feel like ai maybe like would have a difficult time replicating like that that level of an artistic touch um but if it ever does it'll probably be pretty scary (laughs) it's scary now because even with like this uh this art i'm able to say like i want uh, whatever i put in there i want it to look like a ralph mccrory concept painting for star wars and like it'll completely copy the style i i did like a avengers poster in ollie moss style and it, i mean it you know it, it doesn't stand up like you, you can zoom in on it and it's not it's, it kind of becomes a little bit nonsensical um but the the style of it perfectly captures like ollie moss's style and i uh it's interesting too because there's also i'm not sure if you've ever delved into this i haven't used any of this but there's all these websites that you can actually have like uh 
right. Like, uh, I guess a big thing in college and high school now is there's these AI websites that will actually write a paper for you. You just like tell wow. it what you, yeah, like it, like well from from scratch. You just be like, I want to, you know, talk about Shakespeare and uh, the gay themes in Shakespeare, and it will write like a twenty page report. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the future is all going to be created by computers. We're okay. just going to, yeah. All right. Anyways, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with all that. But how, uh, how can I get access to this AI, Peter? I want to play with it. Oh, uh, I think midjourney.com is it. it it's weird too because you got to sign up for it, and then uh, all the prompts go through Discord, which is kind of like Slack. Um, I hate where, Discord. Yeah, you go in there and then like you tell people, you, you tell the computer what you want and then it sends it back to you. And the interesting thing is because it's in Discord, you're seeing all the other people that are also generating stuff around you. And uh, why that's interesting is because you'll see someone else create something that's like so incredible and you'll like be able to take their prompt and then copy it and modify it for your needs and then create something. So it's kind of like this collaborative. Yeah thing anyways i don't know i'm not people have probably checked out at this point (laughs) (laughs) anyways thanks for everybody for listening uh you can find more of all of our work you can find this podcast on apple google overcast spotify all the popular podcast apps please subscribe to our newsletter link in the show notes send us your feedback questions comments concerns to us at peter at slashfilm.com and please rate and read this podcast and apple podcast tell your friends spread the word we'll see you tomorrow This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.